The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition. With Gary Ray, in our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Today is November 18th already, 2014. I'm your host, Gary Ray, and joining me today we have Lieutenant Colonel Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs and former Commander for the Maryland DAV. How you doing this morning, sir? Just great. Staying warm in the windy weather. <laughs> yeah, so am I. It's down to it's it's a forty some degrees here, <laughs> and I'm in Florida. <laughs> yeah, and we we also have Jim Klug. He's the national historian, photographer, and former PR director for the military or the Purple Heart. How are you today, sir? Doing well, and uh, always a pleasure to join uh, Bill and you here on uh, this nation's uh, real heartbeat for veterans. Thanks, Gary. All right. I appreciate it. Uh, Bill and Jim, what do you think of that uh, intro music that we just had on? It's from last week's guest, The Drowning Pool, where we talked to CJ and Mike uh, from the group. What do you think of that uh, song of theirs? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, let me jump in first. I guess uh, I, uh, it's certainly a little bit different than what we heard uh, from yes. the Bob Hope shows. But like we said last <laughs> week, uh, um it's, it's the generation of uh, here and now veterans that are the right there and the speed and pace and the, and the mental uh, preparedness that uh, our veterans now bring to the battlefront is almost uh, synonymous with uh, the uh, progressive music that's out there. And so, uh, you know, I uh, said what a blessing it must have been for those, uh, those service members to hear that and come back home, and we certainly saw that on some of the videos. Bill, what do you what do you think then? Well, Jim, it's contemporary, and I think uh, <laughs> our serving uh, members really appreciate the effort uh, that the group has put together. Wow, I like that Absolutely. word contemporary. You know, they toured Iraq, entertaining our troops, and they're pretty well known by our Iraqi veterans. We also had author Meriwether Ball and U.S. Marine Sergeant Mark Kalinowski on the show. Good show, guys. It turned out really well. And again, we needed more time with these. Uh, we only had a half hour for each of them. So again, uh, if you missed the show, just remember, all the shows are archived on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And don't worry, we have a full hour show for you today. The show is titled The Mission of Hope, along with two special guests. Bill, you have the honor of introducing our first guest. Certainly, Gary. We are honored to have Robin Kelleher, currently, who serves as the president and CEO for the Warriors, Hope for the Warriors which she co-founded in 2006. 
Robin's entrepreneurship, leadership, and passion has led this highly successful once grassroots effort to national heights, significantly impacting the wounded and falling uh, veterans in our communities. Robin is responsible for developing and implementing the strategic direction of the organization. She works directly with the board of directors and plays a key role in developing the board, ensuring the future of the organization. Robin maintains complete oversight of all operations. Robin is a member of the Women's Association of Northern Virginia. She's a board member with the Military Family and Veterans Service Organization of America, a mentor with Joining Forces Mentoring Plus. Robin has worked extensively with military families, caring for the family units during multiple deployments as the wife of a U.S. Marine. This perspective has allowed her to develop key programs specifically designed to restore the family unit. Previously, Robin founded and operated two successful for-profit businesses and one nonprofit organization. She holds a bachelor's degree in business and economics from Randolph-Macon College, I believe that's in Virginia, and successfully completed the executive leadership course at Duke University in 2012. Robin resides in Northern Virginia with her family. A great big welcome to you, Robin, this morning. Welcome, Robin. Thank you very much. We really appreciate you uh, having us on the show this morning. All right. I appreciate you joining us. And Jim, why don't you introduce our second guest? It's an honor also. Uh, Ann Barnwell joined Hope for the Warriors in early 2010 and is the Senior Director of Communications for the National Nonprofit Organization. She oversees all marketing, communications, social media, media uh, relationships surrounding Hope for the Warrior programs and events nationwide. Big job. Previously, Ann worked for more than 15 years in the area of public relations and marketing for corporations and nonprofit organizations. In addition, she has volunteered for numerous military support organizations assisting in the areas of family support, public relations, and scholarships and grants. Ann is originally from upstate New York and graduated from Cornell University. She, she is now headquartered in Dallas-Fort Worth area. And again, too, I also pair it with Bill said. We certainly welcome you, and uh, we're proud of what you're doing, and we're proud of the help that you bring to the Warriors. Thank you so much. Welcome, man. Well, thank, thank you so much for having us both. All right. And you can hear you can hear that uh, uh, Jim is up in uh, the Oregon mountains somewhere. <laughs> we're all over the United States, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hope for the Warriors actually contributed to uh, constructing a monument that was recently unveiled at Camp Pendleton. Uh, just what? Just a couple hours? Well, just a couple hours after Veterans Day, I believe that was. And, yeah. And Robin, so it was on the thirteenth. All right. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the, that uh, uh, monument before we get to the interview? Okay. So the um, the monument was actually a, a, a gift that um, Hope for the Warriors and Mr. John Phelps. 
uh, gifted to the Marine Corps. Um, The project started about seven years ago. And for basically for Hope for the Warriors, um, we recognize that recovery comes in all shapes and sizes and packages. And it's not, um, there's no textbook to say how are people going to recover from um, the experiences, moral, physical, and um, psychological, whether it be having been physically wounded or just the experiences themselves um, or having lost a loved one. And John Phelps lost his son, Lance Corporal Chance Phelps. So for Hope for the Warriors, this gift to the Marine Corps was really about John's recovery. Um, He is an artist and a sculptor by trade, and we had the opportunity to um, provide this monument to the Marine Corps following um, a much, um, a very successful capital campaign we had launched to build the Warrior Hope and Care Centers aboard both Lejeune and Pendleton, um, and that project was taken over by the Marine Corps um, so that um, they could build it. And so we had the opportunity to work with John on this monument, and it is a monument because for him it is about um, the gift that he had given in his son to the United States and this country. And, and um, So it was a really very much about therapeutic recovery for him. Um, he had the opportunity to spend a lot of time with Marines and making sure that the monument was exactly as it should be. He was able to um, connect with the Marines that are in the photograph in a very... Um, difficult situation, and the photograph itself and the monument now really plays into the ethos of the Marine Corps and the military in general, and that is to leave no man behind. And it's an iconic photograph by Lucian Reed, an AP photographer. Um, So for the past seven years, this has been tremendous therapy for John. Um, We were able to place the monument at Camp Lejeune in March of 2013, and the... um, the unveiling on November 13th, 2014, took place uh, exactly 10 years after the photograph was taken. It was hours after Veterans Day, and the Secretary of the Navy signed the gifting letter on the Marine Corps birthday in 2014. So it was just a tremendous um, gift for everyone, and it really speaks to the values and the, the culture which we have here at Hope for the Warriors, and that is whatever it takes for recovery, whether it's art therapy or hunting and fishing or um, a social worker, those are the things that we can provide as an organization. Um, Is there a story behind the artist? John Phelps? Yes. Yes. Um, John's son, Lance Corporal Chance Phelps, uh, was a Marine. Uh, He was killed early on in the war um, and very well decorated. He was quite the hero as a young man. And in 2009, many of you would have seen um, the story of his return in the HBO film Taking Chance. So that highlights the Phelps family uh, and Chance's um, journey across the United States. And the the story was journaled by uh, by Lieutenant Colonel Michael Strobel um, and his experiences. And it really highlights so many different levels of honor and um, gratitude, but also a fear and of guilt, um, shame, and and um, and heroism, but also the American people and their their um, their gratitude towards those that are putting their life on the line. So it's a tremendous story, and we did celebrate that last week, also in the five year anniversary. Uh, the film took out came out in two thousand and nine, um, and John was able to be a part of that as well. 
Wow, that's pretty good. What Boy, that, and that is that. That was one of the first uh, I, movies uh, that I saw um, regarding the efforts uh, in the Middle East. And uh, well, I'll tell you what, Kevin Bacon brought home what uh, all of us fear most, and that's uh, losing somebody we love and and fought with. And uh, I'll tell you what, it's a movie that uh, for those that have not seen it, go rent it. Go buy yeah. it. Right. It's quite a movie. Right. Yes. Very powerful. All right, we're yeah. going to take a quick break. Uh, again, there's no such thing as a quick break. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our local partners page to see the local businesses that support our veteran communities. Just be sure to support them back. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Robin and Ann. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Robin Kelleher and Ann Barnwell with Hope for the Warriors. Now, Robin, what was the biggest incentive you had uh, with starting uh, Hope for the Warriors? What gave you the biggest incentive? Well, what's interesting is that um, we we started with a, a running event, a 10K, 5K, one-mile run, as an opportunity to unite a military and civilian community that were just finding out that um, military families were going to need a whole lot more support um, this time around. Um, and so the opportunity to put that event on on base was given to us by a tremendous supportive loving command um, as in general Amos who uh, is our former commandant now and so the incentive is is a tough word because we were just doing what we knew what was right to do as military families um, and so I think it was is 
instead of saying incentive, it was more of, okay, now what do we do next? Because this is our job, is to take care of military families. We've put on this tremendous event. Um, it was so inspirational and so well-received. We also knew that there were so many needs at that time, back in 2006, that were just not being met. And if we could take a look at what other organizations were out there and what they were doing, then we could fill in the gaps if we kept up the same work. Um, So people ask all the time, so what was your business plan? And we really didn't have one. It was, what what are we going to take care of tomorrow? And then tomorrow became next week. Um, And so it was, you know, those those days when you think, is this what we should be doing? And and absolutely every day became um, an indication that no matter what's going on, this is what we need to continue to do. So the business plan got more laid out as time went on. Um, But in the beginning, it really was about what it is that we as military families do, and that's to take care of each other. All right. All right. Now, let's talk about the mission for Hopes of the uh, Warriors. What's your mission? So our mission is to um, enhance the quality of life for post-9-11 service members and their families. And if you put that into short more short words, we are, um, our focus is restoring the family unit, restoring hope for our service families, and restoring a sense of self. Um, and not necessarily in those orders, because many times we believe if you package that all together, then you achieve that same mission. Mm-hmm. All right. Bill? Uh, well, uh, uh, Gary, I, I'm very impressed by, by the name that uh, uh, Robin chose for this organization, hopefully Warriors, because you've probably heard me mention on a number of occasions that when we go to war, our government is always able to find enough money for the war. But when the Warriors come home, many times, oftentimes, it's a different story. The, the, the money and the resources are not being there. And it's so important to be able to get these uh, uh, serving men and women back together to some semblance of order from where they begin. You, you know, they were living productive lives prior to all of these deployments, raising their families, bringing their kids up, uh, just running the entire operation. And the families who uh, um, made sacrifices when we were away, and that, and they're still sacrificing because these individuals end up uh, becoming the caregivers in a lot of instances. So I think the family and community is very important. I just like to uh, uh, see how uh, Robin feels about that, and this being a community effort along with the families. Uh, it, it absolutely is a community effort, and it, you know, in many ways, living in a military community seems um, it, it's a little bit easier because everyone's experiencing the same things. And so, you know, in, in living at um, in the military community, I did the businesses in that community um, made every effort to to go the long distance and little things. And I always bring up um, one of the car dealers in Jacksonville, North Carolina, was always aware when when I was going through a deployment because I tended to be in more car accidents during that time. Um, and they were always very helpful at getting the car back and forth for me or helping me knowing that I had two kids and that just that stress level was there. And they did that. They really had a, 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 a you know, a um, service 
promotion there that um, recognized the stressors that the military families were facing at that time. And they did all the little things that kind of took away um, that extra work for military families. And I just thought that was um, so important. And many of the family, and many of the businesses in in military communities take that approach um, because they know what's going on and they're a part of that and they have spouses that work in their their businesses. But when we get out into the civilian communities where there's very little understanding of military families and what they're experiencing, um, that's where we really feel like there's some critical work that needs to be done because sometimes it just takes small efforts um, to make a difference. And that is where hope comes in. Um, we really truly believe that hope brings in another day. And if a military family is affected positively by their community and recognizing um, their challenges, then there's hope for the next day. Um, I, I wanted to share an interesting story about where we um, are, it, where it's so important for us to be uh, creating awareness and educating these communities. And um, my daughter is participating in Girls on the Run, and one of the projects that they were working on is how are we going to support, we're going to pick a military project, a project to support the military, um, and what should that project be? And all of the girls that um, submitted their input, most of them chose, let's give them food, um, and it was around Halloween, so they said Halloween candy, and some said write letters. And my daughter's suggestion was that we raise money to pay for counselors for those service members who are losing their friends in war. Um, and I thought wow. that that was really highlighted the difference between, in a group of eight-year-olds, the difference in understanding of military families, that she went straight to that and the rest thought that maybe food and candy was what we should do to, su- to support a military family. So there's a big gap in awareness um, and so we find that to be very important uh, work for us to do. As military families, obviously, we recognize that um, the entire military family is affected by deployments, also by injury, um, and not necessarily always just by injury within our own families. We're also affected by um, our next-door neighbor's injuries or um, our kids whose parents are coming home injured, it affects that each one of those military children and, and their fear and wondering if their mom or dad is going to come home the same way. Um, so there's just, it's tremendous awareness that needs to be had uh, in the school systems, in the churches, in the civic groups. Um, those are the places that we find are the most powerful and effective um, in really getting that awareness input. Uh, uh, Robin, that's that's, uh, very interesting because, you know, one of the concerns that I have had with these deployments and returning home and the things that you just mentioned, the fracturing uh, effect upon cohesive families that existed uh, so well prior to this, and when they come back, these things begin to create a situation that that unit family unit can begin to disintegrate. How uh, or or what has your experience been with that? And maybe if there's experiences, and I'm sure uh, that you've done to be able to help those situations to come around with some improvement. I I can actually speak to that one personally. Um, My husband and I recently divorced, um, and it I know that it was because of uh, the experiences that he had in his, um, and our not being able to um, 
really get through all that together as a family. We um, we tried. We tried getting um, marriage counseling and all the services that we could try to get, um, but it wasn't what we needed, and it wasn't effective because there was such a lack of military culture understanding that every time we made an attempt, um, we were really put into a situation that was very ineffective and actually um, caused more pain within the family unit. Um, it, it was a very difficult situation, and I would say that our marriage was probably fairly textbook at this point um, in watching the timeline, in watching the timeline of the struggles that, um, that my husband had and with the experiences that he had, and also with um, the stigma, the concern for stigma of being affected by war and combat and losing your comrades, and how does that um, play out into your potential career. Um, so all of those things are still so real. And our family fell apart in front of a whole lot of people who had no idea. And um, to me, that was extremely frustrating. And I felt like we cried out pretty loud uh, and weren't well heard. Um, and I think, again, that's, that's what we're seeing in a lot of families. So it's been very incumbent upon our organization, again, to create that awareness, especially in the medical field. Um, we actually have a tremendous internship program, a uh, social work internship program within the organization now, um, and also finding, um, being very vocal about the resources in the medical community, um, in the counseling community to identify and really support military families, but most importantly, that critical part of understanding their culture. Um, there's very it, you can very quickly lose a military family if you don't understand how they act or how they think um, or where they come from. There's uh, it's a very tight knit community, and you all know on the phone that um, you can very quickly figure out if someone doesn't get who you are, and there's a lot of distrust that comes with that. Um, so awareness is is truly important the family um, opportunities together spending time together with other families that are experiencing the same things um, we feel very strongly about the peer-to-peer mentoring um, where our service members who have um, have had these struggles can work together to say hey there is a light at the end of the tunnel again that hope is there you just got to keep fighting for it um, and don't let your family fall apart um, there's, a, again, a, so many multiple ways of, of approaching these things. And as an organization, we have four pillars of support. Uh, it is our way of saying we recognize that there's not just one way for this family to stay together or one way for this um, service member to recover. There's lots of different ways. And because of the four pillars we have, we can approach um, our service members at many different uh, in many different layers or different places along their recovery timeline. Uh, and something else. We're going to take a break. See how time flies? It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can now learn more about the American Heroes Network loyalty brands that provide financial support for our veterans and military families by going to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Also, you can stay updated on your phone. I'm going to pull this right now. Everybody pull out your phone. <laughs> and in the message area, put the word hero. That's H-E-R-O. Again, that's H-E-R-O. And on the top where you want to put the number that you're calling, you put 80464. That way you can always stay updated on what's going on. 
One of our loyalty brands, the American Heroes Apparel, is now available online and will also be in retail stores soon. Just go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and click on the T-shirt icon. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guest, Robin and Ann, from Hope of the, uh, for the Warriors. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Robin Kelleher and Ann Barnwell from Hope for the Warriors. And uh, Jim? Yes. And uh, we've heard a little bit about just, and we just heard a little bit about the pillars. Can you uh, elaborate on that? Tell us what those pillars a little bit more elaborate on that somewhat. Absolutely, we have four main program pillars: um, career transition and education. And I think that one's pretty self-explanatory. You know, helping those service members as they prepare to get out of the military and transition into the civilian community. But, of course, not just themselves, but also for spouses. Spouses um, can oftentimes take on that caregiver role, not only the caregiver role, but suddenly the breadwinner role and helping that transition as well. Uh, the other pillar is clinical health and wellness, and that is where you know, Robin touched on those social workers and the social work interns. Uh, the staff in that pillar works very, very closely on some uh, very difficult uh, times and transitions in a military family's life. Uh, we we have times where we're doing military uh, culture competency training, but then we also have times where we're making sure that that family's bills are paid while a service member is in an inpatient treatment facility for PTSD. So some very, very involved work. Uh, another pillar is sports and recreation, and that's 
you know, I, I always say that this is the pillar that's so easy to take photos of. The other ones are not as easy, but this is, you know, you see that service member uh, racing down the road on a hand cycle or running or being part of a hunting or fishing trip or sailing. All of it's, it's very, uh, very picturesque, and it looks just so athletic and simple, but there is still a, a huge amount of rehabilitation, both in physical and psychological, taking place. Uh, within that pillar. And then our our final pillar is that community and military relations pillar, which we've already touched on the importance of the community. And what I love about our four pillars is that we will work with a service member or family in one pillar, and it will very quickly transition to another. And there's a a favorite story I have from a, a couple years ago, and You know, if you know your typical military family and your typical service member, if you turn to them and say, how are you doing? And, you know, and to the spouses, too, how are you doing? What is the answer? I'm fine. I'm good to go. No problems here. I mean, they will, you know, your average service member will never have a problem. And we, I was on a trip. I was in Key West um, on a scuba diving trip. And we had worked with another organization. We had helped um, to pay for all of the travel to Key West as well as for the lodging. And so I was there representing Hope for the Warriors. Now I'm talking to a beautiful young couple um, that appeared that there was nothing, nothing was really wrong. I mean, yes, he was wounded, but they were doing wonderfully. And I happened to ask the wife, so do you work outside of the home or, you know, what, you know, do you just stay home? You know, just kind of the young kids. And her response, you know, again, beautiful couple, no problems at all. And her response was, well, I'm a hairdresser, but I only can work one afternoon a week because really I cannot have my husband taking care of the kids more than three hours. He, can't, he cannot handle the stress of taking care of the young kids. For more than three hours. Well, now, clearly not everything is, is as good as it seems. But, of course, if I had asked her, how is your husband with the kids, everything would have been fine. There would have been, there would have been a single problem reported. And, of course, the beauty of the sports and recreation pillar and, and, and a lot of our program work is that it provides that wonderful environment where people can sit back and relax and enjoy themselves, and then they are going to open up and talk more about the more serious issues that they're facing. And then I can connect them with someone from our clinical health and wellness team who can provide the support they need in those other areas. And, again, those are areas that they probably would have never opened up and talked to me about before. So I believe that the balance of programs makes our work as successful as it is. Definitely. Wonderful. You know, You know, we had a series on about a year ago. It was uh, basically about caregivers and it told about the visible injuries and an invisible invisible injuries. There were a lot of people that were unaware of the invisible. Um, and again, their needs, uh, you know, uh, some of these stories were really, really heartbreaking. And uh, But I think we got word out. Uh, I think that's what it's all about. There are differences in need uh, for needs. Um, 
especially in a situation like you were just uh, talking about, Ann, uh, you know, where he can't uh, handle the kids for more than three hours. Um, you know, there was one story where um, she, he, she could never leave. She would have to have somebody come in went just to go grocery shopping, but he could never be left alone. Um, so there's a lot of different needs that's, that are needed. Hate to say that sounds like didn't sound right, but <laughs> no, it's right. No. Well, and then yeah. you no, couple yeah. all of that with um, the moral injuries. Uh, it's imperative in communities, um, especially uh, again military communities, but also the civilian communities where where that are rich in military families is understanding there has been moral injury, and that can also lend to the the fracturing and the destruction of military families. So. Um, the awareness within the clergy and the schools and the Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts of America and sports teams and coaches understanding who their military children are, who their, um, who's in their churches, and what support they may need as families to, to really navigate that because that can really tear a family apart as well. Yes. Definitely. Yeah, now, Robin, this, you, this go ahead. Bill, I, I'd just like to say what we heard from, from Anne was very, very important from the standpoint, again, I think you've heard me say on a number of, uh, of occasions, that the, uh, the greatest void in the military community is a lack of information in terms of navigating the system and everything. But those pillars, Anne, that you just described are so important as far as information, all of the information that can be available to our servicemen and women, uh, veterans, and their families is is so important, and I and, and I think that's a real plus there. And I, and I just might add that uh, I hope that while you were in Key West, you got to visit at Mallory Square and all the hot spots along Duval Street. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was in, in Key West for such a short amount of time, but when I arrived, <laughs> apparently getting a convertible is pretty common, and so they when I had get, received my rent car, they said, well, well, we'll upgrade you to a convertible. And my response was, I work for a nonprofit. You cannot give me a convertible. This is not going to look right. And they finally had to admit to me that that's all they had. So. Did you get to visit the tur- Turtle Corral, the restaurant? You know, I honestly don't remember. It was such a blur, you know. I mean, I flew in, did my... I, when we go, when we travel for Hope of the Warriors, my husband oftentimes jokes that, you know, let's say I'm going to be gone for three days. His response is, okay, talk to you in three days. We, when we travel, we are up in the morning and we are going nonstop till the end of the day. So it, it's hard to do much else or even remember exactly uh, to take any time. It, it, it is, it's a very busy time because we're, we're both taking care of programs and taking care of families and making sure everyone else's needs are, are taken care of. And that's okay. That's what I was there for. All right. All right. Robin, you have a lot of programs uh, uh, for the members. I guess that you want to call them members? Is that what they are? Well, we call them family members, yes. Family, okay, okay. What kind of, what other kind of programs besides like the the K, the five K run? Um, I know you have to have a, probably a arm's length and different programs that you handle. Yes, so um, I, we have scholarships for our spouses and caregivers. 
um, which is phenomenal. Again, we, we promote the opportunity for um, them to be able to go back to school, many of them going back to school to be, to be that primary caregiver again or breadwinner, um, but also just because they've spent that time taking care of their families, they deserve an education opportunity as well. And um, there's lots of scholarship money out for service members and for children, but um, we really wanted to focus in that caregiver and spouse um, community. We have a transition program that works with our service members as they transition from the military into civilian life. And that one can be cross pillars as well. So, for instance, we were down in Homestead, Florida this weekend um, cheering on Ryan Newman, who's been a big supporter of our organization, and Richard Childress, um, who has great interest in what what can the service members transitioning out, um, how can they be an asset to his organization? Uh, so it's, it's a great opportunity for the corporate um, world to get involved in, in that employment such a big deal right now. So that's an important program of ours, but we, we love um, combining that with our sports and recreation pillar as well. As Anne said, it's a great balance um, between all of them, and we really appreciate uh, the exposure and the opportunity that people like Richard Childress and Ryan Newman and um, Ron Devine from BK Racing are giving the organization. We also um, work very well with organizations in hunting and fishing, and if you look at people like Bass Pro Shops um, and the National Wild Turkey Federation that are really reaching out to find out how do we, with what we offer, support the military communities and um, we've got great stuff with military families and service members and, and spouses. Um, in fact, one of our um, our newest staff members is a military caregiver, and I met her on a hunting trip in Florida. It was an all-female uh, caregiver hunting trip and was just so impressed with her and how she has really risen above um, the injuries of her husband and become this tremendous asset in the caregiver community, so she now works for us. Um, so those are, again, many of the different programs. Our, our runs were always our signature um, fundraising event, but, again, it's a community-building opportunity. When we come into your town and put on a great run, um, we get the whole community there involved in volunteerism um, as well as just supporting the military that are participating. Um, and if you can't go back to what Ann was saying within our critical health and wellness pillar, um, those programs really are about providing financial assistance in emergency situations um, and then ensuring that resources and benefits are being, um, are being given to, this, to the service members in a timely fashion so that it doesn't create financial destruction. I, I do want to step in on that run for the Warriors because we recently... Um, we just had one last Sunday um, on Long Island. Um, close to 3,000 runners or participants. Wow. Uh, the race wow. started with nine hand cycles that had been donated from um, one from a company on Long Island, Island Federal Credit Union, and the eight other ones from a group called Angel Bikes, which was a group started by a father who had lost his Marine son on the end from Long Island, and they, um, they donated these hand cycles to service members that we have worked with and identified who, identified who needed a hand cycle to utilize for that physical rehabilitation. So it was a spectacular run. And, you know, one of my favorite things, because I'm the communications person in the social media, 
was seeing the responses afterwards from not just service members, because we certainly saw that in military families, but from people within the community. That run made a difference in their lives. They will never forget the impact they had on those service members. And it was it, the, the response was phenomenal. I, I really thoroughly enjoyed seeing that response and seeing that community involvement. And let's right. face it, not many of us look at Long Island, New York, and think of that as military. But the bottom line is there is a huge veteran community on Long Island, and now we have... We're building that support um, to do that. And, and I, I do have to say I'm excited because people are always asking us, well, are you going to do a run for the Warriors in my area? And please, you know, listeners, do check back because we're going to do a virtual 5K very soon um, so that you can get involved. Even if there's not a run for the Warriors that's organized in your town, you can have a run for the Warriors on your very own street. So, um have that community building and feel that that connection with our service members and our military families and other runners and walkers and all of that. And um, I just, I hope that people get involved and they tweet and, and post photos on Instagram because those just make my day. They make me all so right. happy when I see them. <laughs> all right. I know well, I need to get out more. It's, it's break time again. <laughs> Just be sure to check out our sponsor, First Class Merchant Services. Josh, the owner, is a family man that believes his merchant services can and will save you money. Check him out. What do you have to lose? Give Josh a call right now at 407-401-0772. That's 407 407- Four zero one zero seven seven two, and he does wonderful miracles with nonprofits. Don't forget to go to the American Heroes Network Facebook page and like us. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guests Robin and Ann. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. Phew! And we'll be right back. <laughs> Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, Robin and Ann, uh, with Hope for the Warriors. And, Bill, you had a question? Yes, uh, Gary. I, I just uh, I'd like to know for the great work that Robin and Ann are doing in the organization, how can our listeners in the listening audience be a part in helping and assistance uh, with this great work and, and the effort? How can they participate and help out? Well, I'm happy to step in and, and talk to that. Um, we uh, First of all, I want to give our website, and that's hopeforthewarriors.org. Um, so you know, each word written out. Uh, from there, the people, you know, people can obviously see more information about our programs. Um, they can get connected with our social media pages to see more. Uh, one of the things, you know, it's, it's kind of one of my favorite things to think about is, you know, every you know we we always of course need people who want to donate, and and that is is wonderful, and it's how a nonprofit survives. But of course, there are always other ways to to support as well. So if you go to our website and you click that support button, we have um, an entire page that we call Give Hope and Share Hope, and on that we come up with different ways that people can support the organization, and in some cases it is you know certainly. Um, you know, writing a check and making a donation, but in other ways, it is um, something you know simpler, such as uh, shopping on Amazon Smile, sharing our stories uh, with other people. Um, you know, simple things like that. Volunteering at a race. Uh, so, so all of those different ways that they can both give hope and share hope is very important to us. Um, Certainly, also on our website, if you are a military family and need assistance um, or a wounded service member, uh, please please go to apply for services and fill out, you know, even if you don't thinking you need services, but you want to get connected with um, program events that are in our area, apply for the services, fill out that that form, which is confidential. It is um, will direct will send you directly to the appropriate staff member, and and then we can reach out to you and give you you know find out what you need for support. Um, and, and again, you might not think you might not need anything right now, but you might want to get connected in your community. So please, you know, do fill out that. Um, we have a wall of honor going on right now where in the month of November when people donate to Hope for the Warriors, they can give us the name of a service member or veteran that they want to honor, and we put them on the wall. Um, I am the uh, daughter of um, parents who immigrated from the Netherlands, so I made a donation to all World War II veterans because uh, they were they were the the men who came and and freed the Netherlands from Germany rule Germans rule so so that was my personal donation and you know other people have named uh, more specific people that they want to honor on that wall so there's a lot of different ways and certainly as we approach the end of the year 
um, we do hope that people consider hope for the warriors and the work we're doing because it is it is we can't carry on without the support of of each individual. Wow. Robin, how many how many offices do you have? Throughout we the have offices country. throughout the country. Um, we are in Tampa. We are in Houston, Dallas, California, Wyoming, Chicago, D.C., New York, um, Virginia, North Carolina. Um, and then we have representatives in many other states as well as tremendous corporate supporters, um, especially out in the Midwest. So we're really... Sure. Um, have strategically placed ourselves in um, relevant military communities, um, but also in areas that have tremendous military supporters. So that's where you've been the last week, huh? Yes. <laughs> yes, travel, travel. I've been in Boston, right. California, and Florida this past week, which has just been wonderful. Oh, oh you were in Tampa? Uh, no, I was, I'm sorry. I was down at Homestead for the, oh, okay. um, the race this weekend. All right, all right. Now, you're planning uh, to expand more, aren't you? Yes. Uh, we are, we have, again, we have a tremendous support system out in the Midwest. Uh, Casey's General Stores is one of our biggest corporate supporters, um, and we are um, building that community out there, especially in the National Guard and Reservists. Uh, they have a predominant, um, you know, percentage of people out there in the Midwest, and that that's just a whole nother conversation about the support needed for those two communities. Right. Well, we only have a couple minutes left, and I want to thank you, uh, Robin and Ann. It was a pleasure having you on our show today. Robin, what would you like to share with our listeners in closing? Um, I think it's very important for everyone to recognize that although it appears that we may have um, uh, taken a lot of our service members out of Iraq and Afghanistan, that the injuries, again, the effects of the last 10 years uh, did not just leave Iraq and Afghanistan. They actually just came back home. So we have a lot of work to do. And while there is so much going on in this world that is scary and frightening, we have a lot of people in our own homeland that deserve our respect and our attention. And we can't let that wane. All right. Anne? I think, yeah, I think Robin really summed it up. You know, the bottom line is, even if not a single service member deploys ever again, the number of injuries will still increase because there are service members and military families that are still realizing the issues that they're facing. That's true. Bill? Well, Anne, you're absolutely correct about that. Uh, let's go back as far as World War II with our, our senior warriors that, uh, you know, th there's a continued dependence and need for help. So, uh, you know, I, I normally ask, what is the cost of war in terms of, uh, of uh, human capital? And I think it's in that area. But to both of you, thank you very much for the great work that you do, your service, and your sacrifices. I think it is that type of organization that will continue to make a difference in our in our veterans community. All right, thank Jim. you. Thank you for uh, having I have us. to and and Robin. I just uh, thank you so much. Uh, gosh, the uh, the blessings you bring to those that have served this nation in the most stressful times of their lives probably uh, can't be uh, underlined enough. And uh, by us that also have served, and uh, I'm I'm in awe at your uh, aggressive, caring, and your uh, dedication to 
uh, bringing relief to these veterans. Thanks so much for it. Thank you very much. Yes. All right. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And yes, you can hear all the archive shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network Radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. Thank you, Robin and Ann, for being our guests. And thanks again, Bill and Jim. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off, and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Truly do believe You're the backbone of our nation Thanks to you we're living free We're a quilt of many colors And we breathe red, white, and blue